This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. It is The Big Show. Hans Olsen sitting in for Jake Scott. Austin back at the studio. We're at the warehouse, and we're having a lot of listeners coming in and picking up free shirts and, and uh, hats. And people are fired up. It's all up. yours, man. Yeah, come get it. Yeah, come get it. It's here for you. Uh, people are fired up about the Jazz and this latest news it just keeps rolling in. The Jazz have signed Jeff Green to a one-year deal, Hans, and uh, people seem to think that it's just what the Jazz need. I think it is what the Jazz need. And if you remember, Jeff Green can hit on the perimeter. He, he had a few years where he was inside the 40% mark uh, as far as percentage on the outside. He will give you great looks on the outside. He is a t- He's a tough-nosed guy. Um, a lot of people are speculating that he'll start Joe Ingles to come off the bench uh, or he could potentially be the starter alongside Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, I'm looking at some of his career averages. His highest average through his multiple years in the NBA was 17.6 points per game. And I think that that was his final year with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it was. And he's given you multiple years of 13 12 and 14 points per game uh as as of late he just came out of this season with washington having played 77 games and averaged 12.3 points per game there's a lot of things i like about him he's seasoned he's been to an nba finals that's big that's important in fact i think it was the eastern conference finals game where Kevin Love went down injured in the 17th season, the 18 finals, and he came in and knocked down 19 points and changed the title of that game. So he's got big-time postseason and and finals experience. Let's see, he's played in, let's see, postseason, one, two, three, four, six, six years he's got of postseason experience with that one finals appearance. Um. Ah, I love the pickup, Gordon. For the price, you can't beat it. So I, I, I do want to make a comment on this. This is the type of free agent signing you get when you get Mike Conley, All right. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Boyan Bogdanovich. This is the type of signing that typically you would have seen with the Miami Heat when they got the big three. Now everybody's like, oh, well, that would be fun to play with those guys. This is the kind of signing that you know you might see with the Lakers after they figure out what's happening with Kawhi. There might be a couple guys that are hanging on, wanting to play with LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. This is Jeff Green's looking at this team, saying, "Ooh, wait a second. The, Golden State's skewed out. Those are good guys. That's an ownership group that's treating the players like gold. Anybody that's been into the facilities." Any free agent that's been to the facilities, they know they can't find anything more special than what the Jazz have done here in the NBA. This is a result of hard work that came with a big-time Mike Conley trade and a big-time free agent signing in Boyan Bogdanovich. So uh, the fit is on both sides. It's a two-way fit, really, because the Jazz need depth at shooting forward and power forward. This guy can play both of those positions. Quinn Snyder will find a way to make that work to the Jazz's advantage, and he likes what he sees here like you were just talking about. Yes. So now what we're looking at with the Jazz, you name some of them, Mike Conley, uh, uh, Bogdanovich, 
uh, Joe Ingles, and I'm just naming names here. I'm mm-hmm. not saying I'm not laying out uh, who's going to play with who, but uh, who else? You got Ed Davis in there. You got Rudy Gobert, obviously Donovan Mitchell. You got Royce O'Neal. There's one George Yang. George Yang. And there's one guy that's potential X factor, an unknown, Dante Exum. Dante Exum. All I mean, when you line all that up. You see now that the Jazz, this is all the Jazz can do at this point, is fill out that roster with guys like Jeff Green. And if Jeff Green's willing to come to play for the Jazz, then that is, it, it does exactly what the Jazz needed to do. And uh, Dante Exum is, do you think, if he can stay healthy, Hans, and that's a big if, I get it, but if he can stay healthy, he's going to help bolster the Jazz's defense. There have been some questions about it that whether the Jazz will be able to maintain their defensive force with this lineup, Dante Exum would be huge in that regard. He's still only 23 years old. He would. He'd be. It, I, you know my stance on it. I, I'm done with him. I've showed enough patience, and I think they've held on long enough. But there isn't an option because, you know, you signed him to what you signed him to, and you're going to have to live and die with that contract. With that being said, you know the situation you're in with him, so make the best of it. You hope the best of it is that he can just stay healthy for a season. Do you, if he do you, can, you, in fact, stay healthy, then he can be a very valuable piece. When you say you're done with him, do you hold it against a player when he's oft injured? Yeah, I do, but but I'm or, just, or I'm just do, different. Do you, you got to remember, you, I, I'm kind of a jilted former player. You know, I, I'm a guy that that I, I, yeah, I got seven years professional. Uh, I was able to play seven years professional. I kind of felt like I was done with the game. Kind of felt like the game was done with me. The NFL was definitely done with me. They booted me out. And the one thing I understand is professional sports is exactly that. Scotty and I were talking about this. And Scotty was saying, well, you know, if you've got a delivery guy that said, well, uh, my delivery truck just blew a tire. That's why I'm 30 minutes late. And you really need that delivery. You don't care what's wrong with his truck. Your delivery's late. Well, that's how an NBA team is. You're injured and you can't give me what I need right now. So, yeah, I hold that against you because it's happening so often. But is it, I mean, is it when he hurt the shoulder, when he hurt the knee, is that his fault? It, it, well, the problem is it doesn't matter. It, it is his fault because it's his body. It's his makeup. And if his body can't handle the pounding and it can't handle the repetition repetition, and it can't handle the stress, which it's shown year after year that it can't, well, then, yeah, it's, it's not his fault, but it is the fault of his body not being able to hold on to the stress but of there, the game. But there is a delineation there between those but, two things, but right? The problem I mean, he's is, not trying to get hurt. He's not trying to get hurt, but the problem is it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to blow a tire when I'm delivering something. But the, it is. It's happening. So, well, we gotta we got to either change out the truck, get a different delivery guy, or change our delivery service. But we can't keep having this guy blow out a tire because you've been late so many times. It's not that guy's fault. He doesn't want his tire to blow. As an athlete, I never wanted to be injured. Mm-hmm. But if it was happening constantly and I was letting down a team, then eventually it's like my, my nerves are worn thin with you. So do you blame the Jazz for extending that contract to him? No, because I think at the time their feet were held to the fire. He was such a high draft pick. And it was such a big moment and a big decision for the Jazz. And... There was this 
horrible fear that he would leave and excel. And if he left and, and, he, and he excelled, it would have been worse, maybe a worse appearance for the Jazz than hanging on, running with this kid, and seeing what they could get out of him. So they sign him, and uh, what was it, three years, nine million a year, something like that? Close to ten, yeah. And, okay, so they sign him, and then he gets injured again. Yeah. <laughs> what, what can I, you do? It's an, it's an NBA contract. You know, it's, I still think it's possible – that he could come back. They say he's working hard, rehabbing hard, trying to do everything he can to get back, as opposed to just floating along on the nine million. Right? Oh no, no. I mean, I, so, so he's he a is, worker. He is trying to get back. Yeah. There is a possibility. Now, okay. Let's. You're the doctor here now, Hans. What's the likelihood that he could come back and finish strong with two years on the end of that contract and not get hurt? It's very unlikely, in my opinion. It's very unlikely. He played 42 games last year. And it's just, remember his rookie season? He played 82 games. Yeah. Played every game. Um, I think it's unlikely. It's really strange. I don't know if his joints just can't hold up with this weight that he carries or too much torque or I don't know what it is. But it also feels like those injuries come at the most inopportune times. It's just. It's so frustrating. And and so I do think that that $10 million is tied up with the wrong person. I, I, but I also look at it and say it is what it is. The Jazz are locked in. Now, and, and he is a worker. He is. He's he is. not dogging it. No, he's not dogging it. He wants to be great. Man, you see it. When we interview him on Jazz Locker Room Cleanouts or when we have an opportunity to talk to him, you can see it in his eyes. He wants to be as great as the Jazz hope he can be. Have you seen guys who have gotten injured? I'm talking about football, any sport, where the injuries have removed their mental focus and they kind of cash in, give up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's not the case here, but it is the case with some. Yeah, a lot of times mentally it'll just. You know, Hans, this is an interesting conversation to me because I remember talking with various trainers through the years and they talk about they're the first guys on the field oftentimes, sometimes the doctor's with them, when a, when a player goes down and gets hurt. And when a guy's never been hurt before, it is like this earth-shattering moment because they've counted on their bodies to do so much for them, to give them a career, to give them a scholarship, give them a career. And in that moment, it is pure vulnerability. To have it happen as often as it's happened to Dante Exum, I can only imagine what goes through his mind. Well, personally, I think it's – personally, I think that it's um, – I think that it's it, it mentally it's, it's exhausting for him. But I do think he's continuing to work at it, Gordon. At 19 years old, he played 82 games for the Jazz – Every game for the Jazz as a rookie. He did not play the next year after the catastrophic knee injury. That was the one that he was in international duties. Right. He was in, where was he, in Slovenia or somewhere. I think it was. Playing for the national team, the Australian national team. 2016-17, he played in 66 games. Then he gets injured again, only 14 games in 17-18. And last year... 42 games. 42 games last year. 
Man, wouldn't that be a story if he were able to come back and play and not get hurt well, and contribute in a major way to the Utah Jazz when they need the depth? It'd be a story for Dennis Lindsay. It would be a story for the Utah Jazz. It would be a testament that you that sometimes, you know, you just keep giving these professional athletes an opportunity. Maybe it comes around. I just don't think it's likely. He averaged 4.8 points as a rookie. People wondered where the confidence was. He said, I'm not really playing the way I normally play. He lacked the confidence. Then he was out the year. The following year, 6.2 points. The year after that, 8.1. And then last year, 6.9. Nothing's going to take your confidence away from you more than injuries. Yeah, I am putting zero weight or zero thought into Exum giving the Jazz any assistance. Anything you can get from Dante Exum, it's just sour cream and cheese, man. Mm. It's sour cream and cheese. It's just it's just a little bit extra. I'm not counting on anything. And I don't know if the Jazz I don't know how much the Jazz are looking at him saying, Well, we're gonna get ten million dollars out of this kid. I don't think they look at it that way. If you didn't hear the latest news, the Jazz have added Jeff Green, the NBA veteran, 32 years old. Last year, he averaged 12.3 points and uh, about four rebounds coming in, making life a little easier for the Utah Jazz. He's played in six NBA postseasons. He's played in an NBA Finals with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's had huge performances in postseason play. He can hit from the perimeter. Uh, listen to this. Here's his, here's his three-point percentages through the playoffs. 43%, 45%, 40%, 33%, and 30%. So he's, he's had some ups and downs from the perimeter, but he can hit outside uh, if, he, if he needs to. And um, he's also a very durable guy. You know, you look at uh, the games played, he's had a couple of 82-game seasons. He did have two seasons where he was out injured, but his last three seasons are 77 games, 78 games, and 69 games. The point is the Jazz are adding depth here, and I don't know whether he's going to start or come off the bench. They're adding depth. They need that depth, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's exactly what they're doing. We're live at the warehouse, and... Tom's hanging out with us. He went berserk after the news on the Jazz signing and basically started started slashing his hand all around saying, I'm taking money off everywhere. He took half off everything. Well, the next thing I knew, four guys came in and actually walked out with a couch. I don't think they even paid for it. <laughs> I know. Here goes another one. And Tom goes, I don't care. Just take it. Just come in. We're take making trades, you guys. So I'm going to trade instead of. 50% off betting. Yeah. So any of the betting, blankets, sheets, all that stuff, we're 50% off already. Yeah. Go ahead and take another 50% off, but I'm also going to do 50% off your choice. So it's a trade. Okay. Either or. Uh-huh. 50% off rugs. Just 50%. 50% off. Do it. Then I've got a couple are you, are of- Are your rugs just back down here? I don't have a lot of TVs right now. Yeah. But whatever TVs I have in there- I have a few, like you were here. Your yeah. daughter looked at yes. the TV. I've got a few. I'm. I don't want them in that room anymore. I'm going to take fifty percent off the remaining TVs, and they're small ones. I think there's a forty inch. I think there's a thirty inch, and I think there's a twenty seven inch. They're little. But if you want an inexpensive TV for a dorm instead of one ninety nine, I'm going to boom. 
99 bucks instead of 399 boom 150 wow that's awesome so right off the top amazing deals on those TVs wait a minute we 150, got 350 399 sorry 250 399 150 399 199 sorry all right, all right. I want to make sure uh, we got to make sure 50% <laughs> off whatever they are uh, but 60, we're going to do 70 80% off Tom's going as you said I'm going berserk. he's gone berserk I'm so excited I was a little disappointed last night with the summer league game until I realized that the guys playing for Memphis, they're all second-year guys. Yeah. We have all rookies. Yeah. Let's bring our second-year guys and see what would happen. Yeah, I They'd agree. They'd destroy them. Yeah, they would beat them up pretty bad. Okay, let's talk about the adjustable beds real quick before we have to move on. I've got four of them left. California King adjustable bed. This is head up, foot up, everything you can want in an Enzo base with Cal King mattress, the entire deal, fourteen ninety nine. You said this is the best deal you've ever offered. This is the best deal I've ever offered on a King or a Cal King bed. We did them, you remember, like two months ago? Yeah. I had two of them. We did them at sixteen ninety nine. sold them both that night. So when I was in Memphis meeting with him, he said, I got to have a deal. And he said, can you do Cal Kings? And I said, well, that's what the last deal I did, but I only had two of them. And he said... I got like 36 pieces, which will make 18 beds. If you'll take them all, I'll give them to you at half price. I bought them. That's great. So now you're off. Shared them with my brother-in-law, and his son's here, so I'm going to give a plug to Paul at the West Valley store. And we're $14.99. You cannot beat it. Come on down to the warehouse. You can't beat these incredible prices. Get off the 2100 South exit off I-15. Just minutes away from wherever you are, really close to downtown. It took me like two minutes to get yeah. here from Vivint Smart Home really Arena. Easy to get, so yeah. it's a convenient location. Come in and take advantage of these deals. And by the way, not only is Tom giving away everything, we're giving away everything on the table. It's first come, first serve. We've got great jazz shirts and great jazz hats. Come on in and grab them. Tom's going crazy. Tom's going crazy. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back on the big show. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move Gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove Hood's pass knocked away and stolen Green has it, Hood's back, Green to the rack Green packs it with authority Taken by Conley, a steal on the inbound pass Grizzlies can win it with a three or tie it with a two Seven seconds remaining Conley to the right wing, out to Green Left wing, drives at Harris Spins, hangs, floats it up Ties the game with 1.3 remaining Jeff Green floats it in After a steal on the inbound pass And the FedEx Forum crowd dancing in the aisles Welcome back in. That's the latest news for the Utah Jazz. Uh, apparently going to sign, have the intention of signing Jeff Green to a one-year, $2 million deal. And hence, when you look at what he's done through his career, he's been a fairly consistent double-digit scorer. I mean, the only season when he didn't score, there were two seasons when he didn't score in double figures. One was a couple of years ago, and one was all the way back in 2010-2011 when he was in limited games because of an injury. He had uh, an illness, a heart condition, in 2011-2012, but I'm assuming that's all been taken care of now. Last year, 12.3 points a game for Washington. So, solid pickup for the Jazz. It's exciting, and I think Jazz fans should be excited. 
<clears throat> I I place a real premium <clears throat> on athletes that have postseason experience. I place a premium on athletes that have multiple coaching realms experience. You know, you've seen Jeff Green with the Celtics and the Wizards and the Clippers and the Clippers, the Magic, uh, the Cavs. The, the yeah, I mean, he's, he's been, been around, around. He's been around different coaches, so he knows when he comes in and he sees the way this coaching staff is handling this roster and handling their practice and handling their business, he's going to realize real quickly, I, I, I either have to get better, open up my ears, get better, or I'm out. Look at look at the reinvigoration of Joe Johnson's game. You know, Joe Johnson was an old season dog when he came in here. He'd been around, and he's the kind of guy that you really don't tr- teach him new tricks. But he came in, and, and he, did, he learned new tricks. And I, I do think it re-energized him. And there was a run in the postseason where Joe Johnson was everything for the Jazz. Was it against the Clippers? Was it the Clippers series? Yeah. That Joe Johnson mm-hmm. it exploded in isolation and, and did so many great things to get through that series? That's what you get from Jeff Green. I'm not saying that level of offensive scoring because Joe really did some great things, but brings that kind of toughness, that kind of defense, that kind of attitude, and that kind of knowledge. Yeah, the Jazz Jazz have more more weapons now than they did at that time. Mixed with the willingness to better himself. I think that the Jazz, when they're talking to free agents and talking to these athletes, I think they lay it out really clear. You know who's boss when you come here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not boss. Donovan Mitchell's not boss. Rudy Gobert's not boss. Quinn Snyder's boss. It, it, practices are going to be a little bit longer, maybe a little bit more strenuous, but we're going to make you better. If, if we need to rest the body, we're going to rest the body. We're going to do everything we can to, to, you know, contain minutes and make sure we don't exhaust you. We do need you in certain moments. They're probably crystal clear with him. Yeah. Hans, I like the way you said that, really, because it's a, it's a two-way fit. It really is. Jeff Green's coming to the Utah Jazz because he sees an opportunity, and he sees an opportunity to win. Yeah, well, I I put myself in the sho- I put myself in Jeff Green's shoes. I did it as a coach. We were talking with who did we talk with earlier? Uh, Grant Hughes. Grant Hughes, mm-hmm. and I asked Grant. I said, "You got any roster in the NBA? Which one would you go coach?" I'm telling you, the Utah Jazz roster is right up there with me. Because I know what I'm getting. These are great guys, and it's a great fit. That's what Jeff Green's looking at. I, I spoke with a, a member of the Jazz, and I will not give uh, the name because uh, they're not supposed to necessarily talk about any about this yet. But uh, he mentioned mental toughness. That's what the Jazz are getting here with all these guys, mental toughness. And, you know, you add that to a Donovan Mitchell who is who wants the mental toughness, who is developing mental toughness, Rudy Gobert. These guys are still in the developmental parts of their career. They are they want that mental toughness. Yeah. You put all this together with these guys. You mentioned the postseason experience. That's what the Jazz are shooting for right now. You, you know, it's funny. It's, you look at the roster that they have right now. There's a lot of mentally tough guys. You know, I'll bet anybody who watched Boyan or covered Boyan with the Pacers last year would say he's your most mentally tough guy on this roster right now. I think Jazz fans would probably argue it and say, well, it's Donovan or it's Rudy. Mm -hmm. But when we talk to the beat writer 
with the Pacers, and we talked to him yesterday at length about Bogdanovich. He said that's the most mentally tough guy. He does not respect coaches that can't be tough with him. He wants hard-nosed coaching. He wants tough situations. He started playing professionally at the age of 15 on a Nationals team. This guy has been put through it. He is mental toughness to the T. And and so you th- add him into a Rudy Gobert mix. Right. This is a hardened crew that, and, that can take punishment. And, you know, we talk about sometimes, or we hear uh, Dennis Lindsay and others talk about jazz DNA. Uh, these guys have it. Mike Conley, he's uh, three times been named as won the uh, NBA Sportsmanship Award. Don't mistake that for softness. Don't mistake that Mr. Nice Guy for not being mentally tough. That's what he is. And I think the coaches, Quinn Snyder and others, are going to count on these guys to step in and bring that quality. A quality where they're they're willing to work with their teammates. They want to see their teammates succeed. But, man, they are mentally tough. And I I think they've got that covered. Remember a few years ago the Jazz were voted as, like, I think it was an SI writer who said they were the nicest team in the NBA. Oh, man. I don't think the uh, the Jazz is going to be mistaken for that. Oh, anyway. man. Gordon, there were some lean years, man. You know, some of those Paul Millsap years were just lean. Some of the years after Carlos Boozer and and Darren Williams were gone, and, and you're just looking at this crew. You, remember you brought in Mo Williams and you brought in Big Al. and It's like everything was a stopgap type thing. It, it was. Know? It was like, oh, can you sneak into the eighth spot and get whooped by the first spot? And can you, can you hold on? Like, there was nothing flashy or fun or real exciting. Donovan brought that excitement back. Rudy's growth has has energized the Jazz fan base. These free agent and trade additions should absolutely plant every Jazz fan in the seat watching these games with full expectations for them to be in the Western Conference Finals. You know, all this at minimum. Yeah. Being in that Western Conference Finals with a very good chance. This roster should beat that Houston Rockets roster last year in the first round. Hard for Jazz fans to believe that because I haven't seen it happen. This is a better roster, I think. Real quick, Hans, you've played on teams. You've played in team sports. How important is this this collective mental toughness thing that we're talking about? How, 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 uh, how, How important, how significant is that? For the Utah Jazz. Well, I think it's really significant because it, it gets everybody on the same page for the work that it takes to get you there. Uh, like when Trey Lyles left, the three-hour, you can't have those guys that whine and complain and turn against coaches in locker rooms because of extended practices. you got to have guys that, that walk in mentally tough and sit down together and look at each other. Hey, I got better. Did you get better? I got better. Well, why did we just put in three hours? Because when we make it, and we get to that moment, we got we to gotta have that extra juice. You can't have whiners and complainers, crybabies, non-workers. You got to have mentally tough guys that are on the same page, that get each other's back. When you're sitting there fatigued in a locker room and you look at each other like, I'm done, man, but dang, that was we're, we're, we're on it. Not, 
Uh, why would coach have three hours? This is the dumbest thing. I played high-level college. We didn't even play practice three hours. You know, you can't have that type of backbiting. That's poison, man. It's poison. Yeah. If you get everybody on the same page, uh, for instance, go look at Kobe Bryant and his runs to multiple championships. You think he was an easy teammate? Time for him to put his big boy pants on. I think he said that about Pau Gasol, didn't he? Time for him to put his big boy pants on. He, he he took no prisoners. If you came in with a bad attitude, and and you didn't have a strong spine, Kobe didn't respect you, and and you wouldn't last long with him. That's the type of mentality and attitude that you got to take. That's why we talk about the mental toughness. That's why these acquisitions with Boyan Bogdanovich, who is a mentally tough monster, is is paramount to adding him to guys like Rudy Gobert. One thing is for sure, the Jazz are putting together a team that Jazz fans can get behind, not just because they're a cute little group. Now, this team, as it is being put together, is a team that, as you said, Hans, has an opportunity to go to the Western Conference Finals. And obviously, that's on paper. It's got to actually be done on the floor. But, but roster-wise. But, but, but roster-wise, this is a team that is is being constructed to contend for a title and and really that's something for jazz fans to get excited about so you know who we're going to find out the most about quinn snyder quinn snyder he's finally got the fuel in the tank i think to do some things that he's wanted to do for a long he is the man we will find out the most about yeah is he as real as we've all painted him to be because now he's got the pieces and he's got a conference that is not as top heavy well, you you ask him that question, and he will give you the death stare. <laughs> yeah. He, he uh, I think he's looking forward to it. I'm All sure right. he is. We'll put a wrap on the five o'clock hour coming up next. Uh, Hans Olsen sitting in for Jake Scott. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on the Big Show. Ticket on ninety-seven five twelve eighty the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. 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 Welcome back in. It is the big show. Hans sat in for Jake today. He's on his way momentarily and will be back in a bit. But uh, Austin... The big news of the day, the Jazz have added another player, Jeff Green, to their their roster. So now what we're looking at with the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Mike Conley, Royce O'Neal, Ed Davis, as I mentioned, Jeff Green, George Niang, Exum, and what? The three second-round picks? Uh, Tony Bradley is uh, Tony is Bradley. And then the picks, yeah. Tony Bradley and the picks. So the Jazz are adding now the only thing they can at this point, financial-wise, uh, a, a veteran for the uh, minimum, essentially, the minimum salary. And, I mean, Jeff Green, he fits that bill perfectly. Really, this is what the Jazz are. This is all they can be. But the one question about the Jazz, after they've made these moves by some who have been observing, and I agree with it, has been depth. But 
they're rounding that out, Austin. I'm not sure and uh, that really Mitchell, Gobert, Bogdanovich, Ingles, Conley, O'Neal, Davis, Green, Niang, Exum. And yeah. maybe, what, one of these second-round picks going to stick? Yeah, or a guy like Willie Reed or uh, anyone else that we're seeing at Summer League tonight that you'll hear coming up at 7 o'clock here on The Zone. They've got a lot of options. I, I'm in, I'm really impressed. It's nice to see the Jazz, as you've said, termed it, being aggressive, as Justin Zanuck said they would be, in, in uh, the reported trade for Conley, started it all. Then they made some tough decisions along the way in parting with guys like Favors, Crowder, Corver, Howell Neto. Those are tough decisions to make. Then they go out and get Boyan. Boyan Bogdanovich, they add Ed Davis, and we come on the air today and go, this is nice, but who's going to be the backup? Who's going to be the second unit? Who's going to hold it together? Then they add a guy like Jeff Green who can defend, who can shoot, who's athletic, who's youngish. and uh, he's mentally fits tough. Mentally tough, and I like that you pointed that out with Hans earlier because this is, a, uh, this is a real need for the Utah Jazz, and as Grant Hughes told you earlier in the show, the Jazz are now not only adding where they needed to uh, – or fixing things they needed to fix with making open shots, but now they've added some toughness and some depth that they could be a threat in the postseason to teams that may not know it. That's exactly right. And Dennis Lindsay used to talk about, man, I don't want to make moves that are going to win anybody's press conference. I want to make moves that will make a difference – and the thing, as you look at these names now and you imagine them coming together, they they make sense, not just to some sort of basketball expert somewhere, but they make sense to fans. I mean, these are moves that make sense. Jeff Green today, that's a move that that it doesn't take a, take a rocket scientist to figure out that a move like that makes sense and that it's going to help the Utah Jazz given the financial constrictions they have at this point it makes good sense and if that doesn't resonate with Jazz fans I really don't know what else would at this point so good on the Utah Jazz they're fi- they're finishing out this roster and uh they're putting together a contender folks I don't know how else to say it. The Utah Jazz will contend for a a, a title in the Western Conference. And who knows? They might even go farther than that. And we're not the only ones saying that. This is uh, uh, our opinion, but it's also an opinion of a whole lot of basketball experts out there. it, as we saw, together. yeah, as yeah. we saw, if you get to the Final Four and health takes over, you could make something happen, like the Toronto Raptors did. Just get to the Final Four, get to that Western Conference Finals, and then hope that luck breaks your way. Yeah, and uh, that you may bring up the health issue, and don't want to jinx anything. The Jazz have to stay healthy. They do have to stay healthy in order to make this thing work, especially the big fella in the more in the middle. But they do have some backups now that can go in there and uh, sort of raw bone rebound and play some defense and certainly score points. All good news for the Utah Jazz on a day like this from the Big Show. Well, Hans, uh, it's been a great day. I appreciate you uh, filling in for Jake. We've had a lot of fun, lots to talk about. The Jazz still making moves. 
Tom lost his mind down here at the warehouse giving everything away, but that's all right. That benefits our listeners, and we've given away all kinds of jazz gear as well. Yeah, big thanks to uh, Tom. I love being down here at the warehouse. Big thanks to our listeners, man. It's fun seeing them come through, grab the hats and the gear, and, and take advantage of all these amazing prices and 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 you know really back us up it's it's fun to see our listeners support us and our shows so it's fun to meet that. them man they're good people and uh so now hans real quick the jazz mike conley bogdanovich ed davis and today they they're adding jeff green to that uh to that pool of depth now your reaction just another great acquisition it a guy that has postseason experience, a guy that has ability to hit from the outside. He's a strong, very strong body. Six nine, two thirty five. That can give you multiple looks. <clears throat> I also think that he's got a little bit of nasty in him that you lost when you lost Jay Crowder and and Derek Favors. I think that uh, I think that he only adds to the excitement. There's no detraction there. It's not like you're getting this attitude, this you know ego that's coming in that you're wondering, well, I wonder if Quinn Snyder can manage him. Because right. it feels like everywhere Jeff's gone, he's just been what they've asked him to be. And, I, and really, I, he's the kind of thing that – he's all the Jazz can do at this point. Bring in these veterans at low salaries because of the restrictions the Jazz have. So what are they going to do? They're filling out the roster with guys like Jeff Green, and that's that can't be a bad thing. But I I do want to remind people too. There's a bit of him wanting to come here. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the Jazz can do everything they want to try to fill in a roster with a guy like Jeff Green. But if you don't have Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Boyan Bogdanovich. Donovan Mitchell, if you don't have this cast and crew and Quinn Snyder and Joe Ingles and rebuilt facilities too, if any of these guys make any type of stop through this jazz organization now, they see the away game locker rooms or they come and see the Zions Bank Center, Mm -hmm. they, they know the level of commitment. And so they're seeing the roster, they're seeing the coaches, they're seeing the facilities, and they're seeing an opportunity to win. Those are the big three right there. Yeah, and that's how you get. A guy like Jeff Green to sign a free agent deal with you, to to be a bench guy, a role guy for two million dollars. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's big on all sides. It is, and uh, so we'll see what happens next. But that Jazz roster starting to fill out with uh, quality guys. It's all the Jazz can do at this point, bringing these guys on the relative cheap, $2 million. I mean, that's a lot of money, but uh, NBA terms, not really so much. Hans, thanks for sitting in today, man. We've had a lot of fun. I do appreciate it. Love doing it. And next time I will tell the Neil Diamond story. All right. We'll look forward to hearing that. I always look forward to hearing that I'll do the Neil Diamond story. You do the chicken story. All right. And Austin will have a blast. And Austin will probably Quit. take his headphones off and never <laughs> never come back. To Austin acts like he ever. doesn't like the chicken story. But We're I out of time. <laughs> well, literally. I know he loves the Neil Diamond story. Summer League next. I'm saying, all right, thanks to all our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in. Thanks, Hans. Thanks, yep. everybody.